Hey guys, it's Whitney. I wanted to take some time to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com. They're a national private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities. They do this with private accredited investor funds. They have a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and control over $250 million in equity from their investors. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easier for you to start investing in real estate without all the hassles. They even have an average 62% repeat investor rate in each offering they put together. They even have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to fix and flippers locally and across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. To help you learn more, they have put together a free passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download the PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Yeah, so social impact investing means to me like making a direct impact and a direct influence on other people's lives. So I know that, you know, there are people that are out there that love to give to charities and they love to, you know, write their checks or they have donor sponsored funds and whatnot. And I think that those are amazing things to do. However, I feel like for me personally, I really like to get to know like the residents and communities. I really like to understand like the history behind people. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, David Robinson. Today, our guest is Nicole Gautier. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me today, David. Appreciate it. No problem. So Nicole is the founder of Wicked Holdings, a real estate investment company focused on social impact investing. She focuses on multifamily investing, apartment buildings, but is also on a mission to create a portfolio as generational wealth and teachable moments for her kids and family. And so, Nicole, we would love for you to back up and give us some insight into sort of your backstory and how you even got into the real estate, what you were doing before real estate and how you got into the space. And then we can talk about some of the investing that you've done and what you're focused on moving forward to have an impact. Absolutely. So um, my background basically stems back to oil and gas. I came from a corporate America background, worked uh, as an accountant at, for in the energy sector and basically used my love of numbers into the finance world. Fast forward a little bit, I knew that entrepreneurship was calling my name and I wasn't quite sure what that looked like, but definitely realized later on during kind of COVID that real estate would be a niche that I would eventually come into. And so how were you even exposed to real estate? What was it that you know got you interested and in even thinking about it during or after COVID? Funny story, my dad had always talked about like owning land. Back in the day, my grandpa had actually owned quite a few homes all on one street. And my family, a lot of like cousins and aunts and uncles had all kind of lived in those homes as well. But he always like kind of pushed out to my brother and I that that land has a value. It's not, they're not building any more of it. And it's a great investment piece. Actually in 2020, when I was doing some kind of market research, just kind of discovering what the wards and stuff were all about in the city of Houston, I kind of came across a piece of property that I looked like would be a good deal and I wanted to own it. So didn't know what I was going to do with it at the time, but I kind of had that vision in my mind and that kind of thought ingrained that land has a lot of value to it. And so I purchased that and that kind of just 
started off my journey in real estate. Interesting. So what did you end up doing with it? Do you still own it? Did you do anything with it at this point? So we still own it. Uh, we get a lot of calls about trying to sell it, of course, especially in this market. It's still a lot right now, but um, I'm in the, the process of trying to do some new development on that. That's one of my goals for this year is to um, do either like a duplex or a fourplex, so small multifamily on it. And yeah, and just run with it. Oh, that's great. So let's talk a little bit then about your investing that you've participated in. Where did it start for you? What was the first deal that you were a part of? I guess the first deal that I was a part of and the second and the third all came very soon with one another. The first deal was a single family property. It was a fixer upper in need of some a very serious repairs. It was habitable. There was a, a lady, a grandma and her granddaughter that were living in the property at the time, but it had a lot of like deferred maintenance and some some pretty serious issues on it. So I actually ended up purchasing that from a wholesaler and using the burst strategy on it. We're in the stages of basically final inspection on that one, but went through, gutted the house and, you know, we're making it really beautiful for the next person to, to live in. No, oh, that's great. Started off with that single family. Um, you're in the process of that rehab. Well, you finished the rehab. You're in the process of finalizing that deal. And then you've been involved in a larger commercial deal, commercial multifamily deal as well. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that one. So uh, my journey into the commercial real estate world really started off as a limited partner. Basically had found a great person on LinkedIn. We connected, became friends, and they were actually sponsoring a deal out in a great market. And they had presented the deal to me and I really liked it. Liked them, grew to trust them and, and really know them well. And so I invested in that as my start into the commercial world which uh, has been, been super helpful now that I've more transitioned to the kind of co-GP, GP side with, you know, helping other people get passively invested as well. So you started out as an LP investor, and then you mentioned getting involved on the co-GP and GP side of things. What has that looked like for you? How did that come about? So that really just kind of came about through networking and building relationships with people that are further along in their journey than you are, essentially. But I had met some great sponsors and had a great connection with them and basically just kind of consistently asked, like, how can I provide value to you? What can I do to help you and your business grow? Is there anything that can help contribute to because Houston was uh, is a market that they are heavily interested in. And I'm the only one that's local and lives here. Kind of started with being like boots on the ground for them, kind of helping them out with different opportunities that came across their way and sending them to me like, hey, you know, what do you think about this area? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the numbers, et cetera? And that basically just translated to eventually them asking, hey, can you help us out on this deal? And that's basically how I made that transition to CoGP. And how did you originally meet your partners on, on this deal? We met them on LinkedIn. It's been an amazing platform where there's a lot of like wonderful, like-minded, positive individuals that are out there that are doing big things in real estate world. And, and of course, other industries as well. But we tend to kind of ride the same wave with a lot of like mutual connections and stuff like that. So yeah, I met them on, on LinkedIn from a deal that they had posted and just intrigued me and the conversation continued. Well, let's talk a little bit about this concept of social impact investing. It's becoming more common to hear that general phrase in our circles of multifamily, commercial multifamily investing, but just give us a sense of what that means to you. Yeah, so social impact investing means to me like making a direct impact and a direct influence on other people's lives. 
So I know that, you know, there are people that are out there that love to give to charities and they love to, you know, write their checks or they have donor sponsored funds and whatnot. And I think that those are amazing things to do. However, I feel like for me personally, I really like to get to know like the residents and communities. I really like to understand like the history behind people, like just kind of developing those genuine relationships and really trying to like connect with other people. And so with the social impact investing, it means that I'm going into these communities currently right now on the residential side, but going into distressed communities and really understanding the residents and what their need is not having me come up with the idea of, I think that this is what the community needs. Like, no, like, get out there and ask the people, what can I do to help you? What can I do to make this community a better, safer place to live? And so that's basically what I've been doing is I target specific zip codes and I go in and I make the homes really beautiful. And I hire the residents that are in the area to kind of help out on some of the projects. Yeah. And we just make connections. That's interesting. And how did you identify the zip codes that you're targeting? Driving for dollars. So driving around for dollars. Definitely I when first started out in the residential like real estate space, I drove a lot in the inner city, focused specifically on the wards. And those are just areas that are in the city that are considered, I guess, opportunity zones, complete communities, that sort of thing. So yeah, I just kind of would just drive through there and, and recognize that there was a real need for change. And there's a real need for someone to come in and to advocate and provide resources that aren't there. People are being taken advantage of. And I didn't like that. So I took action. Give me an example of like when people weren't being taken care of and, and how what you're doing would help in that situation. There is a realtor that I know that is based in Third Ward here in Houston. And um, I had lunch with her one day and we were just kind of discussing new development and infrastructure in that specific area. And um, for, I guess for this specific example, you know, we were talking about the freeze, the freeze that had happened in Texas. And a lot of people had like bursted pipes and water was spewing everywhere. And people had, you know, were without heat and electricity. And she was telling me that there was an elderly lady that was in her 80s that was living in, I want to say it was a multifamily complex that like an investor owned. I don't know. I can't remember if it was a 10 unit or if it was a home that had like 10 spaces and they were being rented out per room. The pipes had bursted in that area and the lady did not have heat. She didn't have like plumbing that was working and she was using a pail to use the restroom in. A lot of these investors were getting money from the government to go and landlord assistance and fix these pipes and they were taking the money and not doing the right thing. And so that really hits home to me. And I just don't, I don't like that. And so moving forward with your business, Wicked Holdings, what, what is your goal with your investment company? So my goal is really just to make a difference, to empower other individuals to, to learn the business. I think that there's been throughout history and time, a lack of resources in trying to really kind of create like generational wealth for our families. And for me, I think that just means being the one that kind of can educate other people in the space and really provide value to others without any sort of like expectation in return. So that kind of stems on, you know, the residential and the multifamily side. But I do have like a grand kind of vivid vision of creating a women's facility that has a bunch of different resources uh, available to them, whether it's in-house daycare. It's quite detailed. I, I'll, I'll say that much, but Basically, just having, you know, a women's facility that empowers those women to create better lives and to hopefully kind of have this program where they can graduate. And once they've graduated from this, 
this facility, this program, then they've all got um, like at least one extra stream of passive income. So it's this grand vision that I've got, but I'm working towards that. And what do you think is like the first step that you need to take to make that vision a reality? What's the first step in this process? So I've been developing a lot of great connections with nonprofits, trying to get connected with the Unity Land Bank. I know that they've got a lot of uh, land and vacant, you know, vacant buildings that are around and they'll partner with nonprofits in order to, you know, make those renovations and basically kind of help develop new infrastructure in these different communities. So I've just honestly just been trying to connect with the right people and understand the commercial real estate side better, get experience on that side so that then I can kind of translate a little bit of what that model looks like with syndication into developing this women's facility model. And as far as finding future opportunities for investing, how are you going to go about that at this point? So at this point, I'm really just growing and scaling on the multifamily side. So I've been capital raising, I've been doing uh, more underwriting and, and really trying to hone in on my market here in Houston so that I can provide great value to other people that are interested in this area and being boots on the ground, developing the right teams, contractors, multifamily property management, and then also just been sourcing deals. So getting out there with learning about new brokers, connecting with them, and really just trying to be very prompt in my response to them and and just be honest and develop that good connection. And then hopefully this year, it is my plan. So not hopefully, but it's my plan to doing to basically start driving for dollars for commercial properties and seeing where that takes me as well. Interesting. And so as you've been communicating with brokers, what have you found to be effective or not so effective in your communication with the brokers? Uh, Definitely quick response. I've found that when you get a deal or an opportunity that's sent to you to be honest, not kind of like give them the runaround or, oh, I'll think about it. Oh, this or that. Like I'll tell them straight up. Yeah, I can't get this to this today but I will be underwriting it tomorrow, you know, asking the right questions and not having like my criteria be so, so specific that it's almost impossible to meet those demands. Yeah, good advice. Uh, You know, getting quick response, accurate response to those brokers is important. That's for sure. Well, Nicole, I've enjoyed our conversation, learning a little bit more about, you know, what you have done in the past and, and what you're looking to do moving forward. What are the biggest challenges that you're facing in trying to make this vision a reality for your business? I'd say the biggest challenges probably is just finding the right people. I think that like making those connections because I am focused on like social impact investing and really trying to get out there and and do positive things in the community. It's taking me longer to get projects and stuff off the ground because I've never dealt with grants before and I don't have a nonprofit. And so it's kind of like setting up the right systems and understanding how these other areas work, like with the government and the economic planning and development departments here in Houston, I'm just trying to get a good grasp on all of that. And so that's been kind of my my biggest struggle is just pushing forward in in that regard. You know, from a mindset perspective, working through the challenges that you face and, and trying to make your vision a reality, is there any strategies or tactics that you employ to make sure that you continue to stay focused on the goal and push forward regardless of the challenges that are in front of you? Anything that you do specifically that could help one of the listeners that may be facing a similar challenge? I think, honestly, what you've mentioned, 
mentioned about mindset and having like the right mentality in this business is huge. For me, the biggest thing is like thinking about what would happen if I didn't push forward. Who am I letting down? Am I letting down myself? Am I letting down my family? Am I letting down the people that, you know, that I'm out there trying to help? For me, the biggest thing with mindset is to consistently tell myself to just keep going and be persistent and know that real estate is a long-term game. And it's not something that can just kind of get into just as a hobby. Like you have to have your why and be strong with that why. I want to start winding down the conversation here. I've got a few final questions for you. The, the first is, is there any resources or tools, maybe technology or an app that you're using right now that is really helping you in your business? Uh, let's see, technology or tools. Honestly, with my business, yes, with organization, I use Wave which is like an accounting system. I guess it's probably similar to QuickBooks in a sense, but it's free and it develops all of your P&Ls. You can link up like your debit and credit cards, like your business accounts to it. And it just helps with organization and making sure that like your numbers are in place and you've got your P&L statement at the end of the year. That comes from the accounting background. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And that's excellent. That's a good tip. And then as far as any, uh, what what are some daily habits that you've developed that have helped lead you to the success that you've had thus far? I always write out what I'm going to do each day. So I have my agenda right here and I always have everything outlined per day on the things that I absolutely need to get done, the things that I would like to do, just trying to make sure that I write it out and I cross it off. I don't know what it is about like crossing things off of like a to-do list, but to me, that's like an ultimate like win for the day. So I, I like to do that. Keep my agenda. That's the accountant coming out in you again. I can relate a little bit. That's for sure. Nicole, this has uh, been a great conversation. I, I appreciate coming on and, and sharing some of your past investing experience and, and really what you're looking to do moving forward with, you know, social impact investing. And hopefully listeners of the, the syndication show will hear your story and maybe we can help you make a few connections for people that are like-minded and are looking to do the same thing. Before we let you go, what's the best way for listeners to connect with you and learn more about what you have going on? So on LinkedIn, they can connect with me at Nicole Gautier and that's spelled G-A-U-T-H-I-E-R or they can actually head over to my website at www.wicked-holdings.com And on there, I actually have a a free guide as well that kind of helps out other people that are looking to get passively invested to understand syndications and like what LP means, what GP means, a lot of the common terms that we throw out that are common to us, but not so much to other people. And I just try to provide that resource for free so people can learn and, and grow at the same time. That's great. We'll have that info in the show notes. Nicole, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your insights with our listeners today. And we hope that you have a a great day today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate the time. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day. 